Josh. It is I. Mackin. Man. Oh me. Oh my. 
hey, it's do whatever you want. It's all good. Funny how it really feels different, and it's all just like the calendar, <laughs> you know, and the framework around it. But it's like, yo, like Friday feels different to Tuesday, you know? No matter how I try to structure my work week, there's just built in shit. And part of it is January. Feels very free to me and hopeful. And I'm trying not to miss. I'm trying not to make the mistake I make every year, which is too many specific expectation resolution goals that just set me up for massive disappointment on the other side of them. And what I'm finding to be true for myself right now is like, I just want to, like, I'm going to try to stagger the goals so it's not like January, I'm a new guy now. But I'm going to try to like every month, try to hit one or two of my goals, you know. For me, waking up at 9 a.m., that's one of them that I'm hitting this month. Maybe I'll keep you guys posted on how I'm doing with my little goals. Is that Okay, all right. I think that's enough intro. This is a wonderful podcast that I recorded at the end of last year uh, with my sweet friend, Ryan Wagner. What a, what a lovely guy Ryan Wagner is. And I think that this conversation is very reflective of that. He was on the pod once before, folks. That's right, way back in the day. I wonder if he remembered this, for it did not come up in our conversation. But I did a live episode from my apartment back in like 2017 or something, uh, in which a lot of folks did some improv from this group, Comedus Interruptus. Uh, and he came on and kind of led this, the conceit of the bit was that they were reading a movie script. Uh, and they were improvising it as they quote unquote read it. And it was, uh, we were all sitting on my kitchen floor, just dying laughing. And there was like maybe 10, 15 of us in the room. It was really a, a, a sweet, warm memory in my life. Uh, Ryan makes really thoughtful, absurd, lovely films. And we talk about where you can find them. Uh, his most recent project, I believe, this 10,000 tapes project that we will get into the details of, but just full of heart and uh, insight and damn, I just loved talking to my friend Ryan, guys. And I'll st I kind of start to like psychoanalyze myself mid pod. But one thing I just appreciated about Ryan is he was just like, so, uh, vulnerable and kind and a lot of times when I'm talking to someone who I think is really funny I'm like my comedy insecurity will come out and I'll be like gotta be funny gotta be funny for the funny guy gotta have the funny guy tell me that I'm funny too and a lot of times when I'm talking to people that I think are really funny uh, they will surprise me with just being really sweet and vulnerable and kind 
And I'm like, oh yeah, dude, you don't gotta be funny all the time. Not that you can't be funny all the time. I don't know. I just find for myself sometimes I'm trying to like be quote unquote on. And then I'm being inauthentic at times. And I'm just always heartened and uh, impressed when I find someone that's just showing up exactly as they are, whether that's funny or not. Uh, And to be clear, I think Ryan's really funny. But in this episode, I was like, damn, this guy? Sweetie pants. So it's good to be back, gang. Still don't really know what the podcast is, and I think that that is fine. It's hardcore chit-chat. I came up with that one time. How's that feeling? Just nice chats with people I like. Here to keep you company. Here to maybe stir a thought or two in that old heart mind of yours. Uh, as we warm our hands around this fire that we've built together with our love and attention. And you sacrifice little bits of your flesh to me every night. That's what the podcast is. It's a weird cult now. And you're already in it. And you might forget that this happened, but look down. Look down at your hand. See that chunk of flesh that's missing? Yeah, you sacrifice that to me every night of your life. It grows back throughout the course of the day. All right, well, let's get to the episode. Folks, it's Ryan Wagner. Beep, 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 beep. Love you. Wait, actually, I have a quick side note. The audio's a little funny on my microphone. There's a little, like, crunchy situation, I think maybe from a funky cable or something like that. It's not a big deal. It's totally chill. I did what I could, but just wanted to give you a heads up so you're not afraid that you're losing your mind. Okay, I love you. Here's the app. Hi. Hey, buddy. Hello. How you doing? I'm good. Thanks for coming to my house. We were just discussing that you enjoy the morning. I'm a morning man. Has um, this always been the case? Um, no. I think I think I was like a teenager at one point, and then now I'm like older, and I like don't like the night. I want to go to bed a little earlier. Yeah. Cut the day short for safety. Yeah. Um, just be productive in the morning. I'm just going to adjust your mic level real quick, but you're killing it. Are you pissed at me? Dude, I'm mad, but I'm not going to say it until the end. <laughs> I can't do anything in the morning. Every time, even this, which is something that I was looking forward to, and you're a person that I like and admire, <laughs> and this is a fun thing. Anytime anything's on the calendar for before 1 p.m., I'm like, fuck, I don't want to do anything. Is that when your brain turns on around 1? I think so. (sighs) Yeah. And I usually enjoy to be out of bed earlier. Like if something gets me out of bed, like I'm actually very happy that I'm here now, you know, but I can't 
it it's I I'm very mad beforehand. <laughs> Are you <laughs> a like, night guy? Are you good with the night? No, I have like a twelve hour window <laughs> where I exist, kind of in the middle of the day. You know, maybe less like than a that. six hour window. Yeah, <laughs> I would say like one p.m. to about eight p.m. is when I'm really doing anything. That's pretty good. Yeah, can get a lot done then. Yeah, trying. I don't know. Days are too long. I do believe. Yeah. At least at this yeah. point in my life. I haven't always felt that way, but right now, days are too long. Sometimes days, and, yeah. you know, you want them to be longer. Yeah, I feel you. I feel like I'm usually feeling that days are too long when I'm feeling depressed, depresso. You mm-hmm. know? I'm just like, it's still today? Jesus goddamn Christ. Can you give me, and like in the context of like we are being recorded, I suppose. Yes. Can yes. you give me a briefing on what to expect or what i don't know the parameters of this podcast yeah just like man yeah so i'll let you finish your question i'm sorry no that was my question it's just thoughts and feelings you know so whatever you're feeling we can chat about it or or thinking about uh and i'll just like gently steer us and if ever you're like "Eh, let's talk about something else that's cool love it and if after the fact you're like "Eh, maybe i don't want that on the internet we take it out and there's like no pressure no worries Okay. Usually we're just just chit chat. I'll probably ask you about movies making and stuff. I love movies um, making. Movies making. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Great. Is that cool? Can I take a sip while you, I'm being you recorded? You sip. You do your thing. Or it, it's all it's all it's oh. all groovy. A thing I've never said in my life. It's all groovy. It sounded good. Hey, thanks. What were we talking about a second ago? Movies making. Oh, movies making. When did you start movies making? Um. When I was a kid, I like made uh like VHS stuff with my friends. Yeah. Um, and then uh like made like, you know, the YouTube video yeah. era. Um like just had a stupid YouTube video with my friend yeah. Jake. Do you still have a YouTube channel? Um I'll no. I mean yeah. I do. I do. I yes. just don't want anyone to ever right. look at them. Yes, totally. Um but do you have them like privately for yourself? Mm-hmm. And publicly. Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, it's still on YouTube. But yeah. um yeah, I did like the YouTube sort of comedy thing. And then the first short I ever made was to apply to college. Yeah. Um, for film school. And so yeah, I had written like a a play, like a one act play. Yeah. Sort of where I like started this stuff is like my high school put on like a, a, a one act showcase thing at one year. And so I like wrote a little play and then did that the next year and then essentially filmed that play for my nice uh, application video. Yeah. Or whatever it's called. Where did you grow up? Northbrook. What's that? <clears throat> Where's that? In, uh, <laughs> Illinois. It's like 30 minutes from Chicago. Word. Nice. North of Chicago. Did you like growing up there? Yeah, yeah. It wasn't until way later I realized the problematic uh, elements of yeah the place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I did like growing up there, and it's a uh, like a super lovely place. Yeah, for some people to grow up. Do you go back there now? Yeah. Nice. Do you have favorite things about going back there? Do you have favorite foods that you only yeah. get there? Deep dish pizza, uh, cobs, go cobs. Um, yeah, I see my friends. I still have like 
A lot nice. of friends in Chicago. My family. Yeah. Nieces, nephew. That's sick. What made you want to make YouTube videos as a kid and start filming stuff? Um, probably like wanting attention on some level. Yeah. Like, Do you have siblings? Yeah. I have uh, two older sisters and a younger brother. I have two um, older sisters. How much older are they? Four and two years. Full yeah. siblings. Full sibs. I got yeah. halvesies. How's that? Normal. The yeah. same as full. Did you all like grow up in the same house, or was no. th- did they enter at a certain point? Um, or they were ne- always we never there lived together. They were, but um, we never lived together. They like visited every other weekend. Yeah, which was weird. Um, yeah, but yeah, I like I think I started making stuff because I wanted to be um known for anything at all, and that yeah. seemed the like path of least resistance because I didn't have to like get good at football or something. I just oh. could like make a video. Yeah. Who were you looking up to at that time? Do you remember who your like childhood idols were in terms of like, like really funny, confident people? Yeah. Like the seniors when I was a freshman in high school that like, yeah, were sort of like the comedy improv uh, folks that were like just so comfortable and confident. Like, yeah. Um, the president of our school uh, at the time was a guy named Brian Zahn. Who I was the, the president. The coolest person I had ever met at that time. Whoa, nice. You know, just like people that liked themselves uh, and um, were attractive to other people because of it were like extremely interesting. Yeah. Me. Were you friends with those people, the comedy seniors? Yeah, I would like have to have them like me. You know what I mean? It's yeah. Like, yeah. Needed them. Yeah. Uh, or else, like, who was I? Right. Right. But so, yeah, I was sort of following the model of, like, other people that, I mean, truly, yeah, I just wanted to, like, express myself and, like, have a little voice. Yeah. Um, and, and, on, and, like, be like, hey, does anyone like me? Like, would, like, yeah. would anyone, would anyone be happy if I did this? Yeah. Because I think... I would like to do it if it would make, if people like me for it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What about you? Why did you, is it was, do you see, um, what, craving something as like the, the genesis for your like artwork? Man, it's very, it's interesting to hear you chat about it because I relate to, like the need to be liked so much. And I feel like that's very like fundamental as far as like my identity goes. And I definitely like wanted attention and still crave attention in a lot of ways. Um, And I definitely like remember like socially just like in middle school obsessing why the most popular kids didn't like me. And like I had other friends that like weren't in that popular clique that just like didn't care about that. (laughs) And they were like, I'm just going to do my thing over here. And I was for some reason like, I would like find the people that didn't like me and just like think about it <laughs> yeah. for a while, you know? What was like your stereotype around that time? Like what sort of caricature did you fall into? Yeah. Um, I'm just going to turn this AC off real quick. Um, I'll take a sip. Man, I was just like a little... Uh, hmm. I was like so emotional as a kid. I was just Same. like weeping, you know? Oh writing poems, you know, 
in my headphones, that type of thing. But also just like a little Dorkazoid, you know? But were you like emo Dorkazoid or like... Oh, like, yeah. I feel like I was never really into emo. And I was like a classic rock kid. I like oh, cool. loved Led Zeppelin. I still love Led Zeppelin a lot. Um, but I was really into classic rock. And I was really into like fantasy. Uh, like video games and stuff. I would say that that was kind of like my what I was excited about, you know, bands and stuff. I was like a little rock kid, you know. Do those feel similar to you? Like fantasy and rock? Yeah, the sort of like yeah. idols of rock and like dissociating through fantasy. Like both of those feel yeah. to me like, yeah, I don't know, definitely. epic in their own way. Yeah, man. Led Zeppelin definitely like literally made like music videos where they were like dressing up. They were like obsessed with Lord of the Rings and shit, mm. uh, which is very funny. Uh, but I never thought about that as like both kind of like escapist other worlds, you know, that type of thing. That's sick. Yeah, definitely. What shit were you into when you were around this age? Like, was it always movie making or was no, it no, always I, comedy? I was, like a, or? I was a music kid also. Yeah, like, huge. I, I like played instruments when I was younger. Um, not, I, knew, I didn't know this. Not well at all. But yeah. Like, what were you playing? Played... Guitar, okay. I played piano, yeah. okay. Yeah. I played ukulele a little bit. I would just like, nice. um, you know, I went to overnight camp when I was a kid and like, uh, yeah. the campfire sort of guitar yes. thing was a, a very, very like cool part of my childhood. Like watching yeah. older kids like play, uh. um, God, I wish I could pull what I want to pull right now. I just can't like, I don't know. Yeah. That's where I learned. Like where I found my favorite band, Guster, it was like around the campfire camp. Yeah, I don't um, know Guster. Guster rocks. They're they're great. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I I was like a music kid, and then I think there's been like a little bit of revisionist history in the way that I kind of remember my childhood. Like I think I impose more of sort of like a punk uh, texture onto it. Like wow, big I was, big relate. I was wearing yeah. shirts that were cool, <laughs> like the. The I mean I'm I'm wearing like Blink One Eighty Two stuff and like yeah. you know whatever Rise Against I was really into at that time and like um, anything pop punk anything kind of yeah. uh, like modern punk and then um, but I was still kind of like a a bit of it like you know a theater kid I also played like sports yeah. at that time I was just all over the place I was like yeah desperately trying to figure out um what was going to click with other people, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. What, you asked a very insightful question a few moments ago about like, it was, it was my desire to create at that time, like based around people pleasing. I feel like it was more like, I'm just so overwhelmed and I just like have too many thoughts and feelings right now. And I just like need to put them somewhere else, you know, in a way that like feels safe and comfortable. Yeah, I really relate to that. And I don't I don't know if I've thought about it that way before. But yeah, just being like I mean, I was very emotional, like you're saying. I was yeah. very sensitive. Oh, I like it's hard as a kid. You know? Oh, you know, I got I do you ever get that comment like you're an old soul? <laughs> I hated that. I would get that so much yeah, as a kid. I would kid. get it and I loved it as a kid. I was well, like, I loved it as a know kid that I know too. I know. Yeah. You're right. You're right. I loved it as a kid and then now I hate it. But it's very funny. Because I'm like, dude, now. they're saying that you 
don't fit in. Right. <laughs> you, you, you seem yeah. different. You seem really lost you in your head. You seem really lost. And I, <laughs> yeah, I like, yeah. at the time I was like, oh my God, like someone... Well, I mean, you I know, secret wisdom, but That's it's also cool. like, all right, someone sees me like I don't necessarily feel like I'm fitting in perfectly. Like this person that I look up to is telling me I have an old soul. Yes. Like, I guess that means <laughs> I'm not just like a freak. It's just I need to wait a few years. Right. To be appreciated. I am still waiting. <laughs> That's not true. Dude, I, no, <laughs> I just really relate to that. Like, I feel like I was always being told, like, doc, like you're really going to come hard into your own and like. You're going to be that ideal version also, of yourself. You, you know? know, don't you feel like you did? In a way, but in a way, I'm like, is it when I'm 40? Is that when it's coming? I feel like people tell me I have 40 year old energy. I've gotten this comment many times in my life. I don't so, feel that. Hey, thanks. Man. I th you know, and maybe, and maybe that'll be the time. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're way off. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I feel like the, I, f I feel out of place. And that's that's gonna stay around, you know. I feel out okay. of place. Yeah. But I don't feel that everyone else has figured it out. Nice. When I was yeah. a kid, I was like, everyone else is happy. Right. Everyone else fits in. Yeah. No one else feels weird about their body. No one else yeah. like, you know, is left out of plans. I'm the only person in the whole world who is like a fucking loser, blah, blah, blah. Now yeah. I feel very confused. I feel yeah. Like there's still a lot to happen, um, but I don't. I don't look around and I'm like, "Ugh, everyone is so happy." Right? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, I really, I, I see myself as part of a generation yeah. of people that are trying so hard to get like healthier and work through their, um, yeah, their shit. You know? Yeah. That's very well put. I haven't heard that like insight about folks our age. And I feel like that is very. But isn't that like what this podcast is like? Acknowledging, yeah. <laughs> I. But I, seriously, yeah, like I feel no, like you're. you're right. If anyone, you would be sort of extremely exposed to like yeah. how many people are just like really like maxing out like yes. how hard they're trying. Yes. Yeah, and really trying to like figure out what is the shit I have to work through and yeah, how right. do I do that and how are you doing it? <laughs> and yeah. And can you tell me how to do it? And can you tell me? And do I really have to do it? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, man. I feel a lot of relief in uh, that community. And I think yeah. that not everyone in the whole world is necessarily going through um, like an intense learning moment in what feels like every moment of their life. Yeah. But I, I do think that like, I mean, I, I know your friend group uh, vaguely. Like, I, I, I think that like, all of us at least are like really trying our best and um that makes it easier you know it really does it's like the worst thing i think you could ever feel is broken and like the way mm. that you're thinking is wrong mm. um i don't think the way that i'm thinking is wrong and broken i just think there's like a ton of learning and growth left you know yeah yeah is that it sounds like there's some some more peace in this thought process. Do you feel that way or no? There's more like um like forgiveness for sure and permission. Yeah. Um 
There's not always peace. There, I, I, you know, I can yeah go through sections that are like really not peaceful in a yeah. pretty uh, intense way. But like again, when I'm going through those sections of time, I'm no longer like, "What's wrong with you?" In fact, I actually know exactly right. what is wrong, and I've yeah. been working on it, and I have some tools, and yeah, like, like I. Like, I know what's happening yes. when I'm feeling this way. And yeah. I think it's okay. I think it's, like, actually pretty understandable that yeah. someone might feel that way. Yeah. Yeah. Man, that rocks. I feel like as I get older, I just get more frustrated with my sensitivity. Really? You know? In a way that I w would not like to be. And I, when I'm, like... What are you frustrated by? I think I'm frustrated that I'm still so sensitive and, like, thrown off. But also, I've, like constructed my whole life around being sensitive is very good and like being sensitive is required to make art and connect when when does people. being sensitive um hurt you yeah i guess when i'm like hanging out and one person makes one little comment i don't like and then i my night is ruined <laughs> do you spiral or does it just like uh yeah do you spiral or do you like hyper fixate like what sort of yeah. What happens to you? I definitely kind of spiral and I'm kind of like lost in my head and I, I will have like big reactions to things and then I'm kind of like lost in that reaction for a while. Mm. You know? And I wish that I had more patience with my sensitivity. You know? What feels like um, like a main trigger for you in that sort of hypothetical? Like what type of thing would send you there? I think if we're like maybe talking about like politics with somebody and somebody says something that I think is dumb... Uh, and I like wish that I had the skill to like either like engage them or say what I thought or but I just want to make a little sarcastic comment and then but even that even if I make that I'll be like overthinking it like crazy and it's usually just like little stuff like that mm -hmm. and I'll kind of get lost in that for a while you know I feel like I don't know if you will relate to this but I feel like as a very sensitive man vsm i like vsm i think that is that a term no um <laughs> i think that it's been easier to like build up other things than exterminate my sensitivity where like if yeah. I, i've like you know i feel like i'm trying to build up like my communication skills and like my almost like my bravery to just sort of like state the way that I'm feeling in a given moment. Yeah. Um, my trust in my friends that like they would not hate me for saying something that is like little and honest. Um, yeah. And so I feel like I've spent a lot of time trying to be like, I want to kill the sensitivity. I want yeah. to rid myself of it. But I it's, think like, it's hard not to like, I feel like the, that's a very natural response from the world. You know, I feel like you have to fight hard not to kill your sensitivity. I know, especially when it, it, Again, growing up the way that it sounds like both of us did, like, yeah, I felt like no one else was that sensitive. I don't yes. know. Yeah. I felt like a wimp. Yeah, totally. It's hard. And I think it's also hard. Like, I, I'm a, I teach a lot of music lessons and I have some kids that are like incredibly sensitive. And I always thought when I was a really sensitive kid that when I was because I would like be like, these adults don't get it, man. And then I was like, when I'm an adult, I'm going to get it. Now, sometimes I'm the adult in the situation and the kid is like locked inside their box of emotions. Yeah. And I'm like, I can't help them. You know, I can't get in there. And I was like, oh, this is like, because sometimes I go like, 
my parents didn't get it, man. You know, like I was so sensitive. How come they didn't let me be so sensitive? And sometimes I'll be around like a really emotional kid. I'm like, oh, this is really hard. <laughs> this is yeah. like really hard to be there for this kid. And like, yeah. even I, who like thought I would know, still, it's still hard to be there for a really emotional kid, you know? Yeah. You think you're going to be a good parent? I don't know. I don't know. Do you think about that? Do you want to have kids? I did. Um, yeah. Is it changed? Maybe a little. Yeah. I got to figure some stuff out first. Hey, that's all right. I feel yeah. like I just cannot be this like <laughs> uh, ever changing and like yeah. be imprinting on a child. Yeah. Right? Like, wouldn't that be very confusing for a kid if they watch their parent go like, hey, everything, <laughs> everything I taught you two years ago, I just learned that that is not a way I think anymore. Yeah. Like, I don't agree with any of my worldview from just a little bit ago. Like, right. it just, I feel, I feel like it would be a lot. The kid's just trying to, like, learn yeah. to talk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And yet, some people have kids and they don't seem to think about that at all. <laughs> you know? Yeah, but, like, that's... <laughs> They are sometimes really uh, tough parents. Yeah, yeah. It's just, it's very I don't want to fuck up a kid. Yes, I have that fear as well. And when I think about whether or not I would like to have a child, I'm like, maybe I'm like not good enough as a guy, you know? And then you see some people just have kids and you're like, whoa. Yeah, maybe I am. <laughs> you guys just sent it. <laughs> I, I think that like anyone should do anything they want. Yeah. I yeah. also just know myself right now and I'm like, man, it's hard for me to keep up with this. Like, right. I don't know if I could like go to like some kids basketball game right now. Yeah. Like, yeah I, I'm like, I'm like busy. Yeah. Yeah. What's, hey, what's, what are, what's going on in, in your life these days? Um, I just shot or worked on a movie that was in South Dakota uh, they, for about a month and a half, I was the, yeah. the second AD, the second assistant director. And, um, that was a great experience. I'm back here. I'm, yeah, it's November 1st. Yeah. Uh, a whole new month to figure out. Whole new month. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, yeah. it's, um, things are like bubbling, you know, there's like yeah, a lot of writing. There's like stuff yeah, kind of in the works, but. It's a, you know, the SAG strike is happening. Not a lot right. to film without actors. Right. Um, could shoot us some, some trees, but yeah, yeah I'm, I'm just kind of, I don't know. I'm hanging. Yeah. Yeah. It's not a very impressive. It doesn't need to be. Slate right now. No, I, I'm already wildly impressed and admire your work. And I'm well, just like, nice. just Thank curious you. about like. As a person who is largely like freelance creative, you know, it's it's a very strange gambit. <laughs> you know? Yeah, it's very strange. Yeah, it's fun. It seems better yeah. than most things. Yes, but it's very bad. <laughs> yes, the opposite seems worse, but it is not very good. <laughs> it's incredibly <laughs> difficult to make money. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which I'm realizing more and more is so important. And it really makes me I, sad how important it is. Yeah. You know? I really am dealing with the money thing right now. And so, God, it sucks. Freelance is like very hard that way. But also, like, yeah. 
I don't know, man, especially after COVID, like what else are we like nothing, nothing, yeah. nothing matters. Right. Like a little, you know, like, like it's, it would be very hard for me personally to like really do anything, uh, like businessy right now. Does that make sense? Do you know what I mean? Right. Like were I to try to shift career paths, like it's, you feel like it's like too late or like, I feel like COVID, um, among, among many other effects on yeah, me yeah, yeah. also increased kind of how like self-focused I am and how like much time I'm willing to like spend on my own needs and like think about right. my own needs. Right. Um, I can't really go back. I like, I yeah. feel weird about working for other people right now. And like, yeah, I don't know. It just feels, I feel very self-focused. That's the truth. Like in a yeah. way that I'm not, um, that I don't think is like preventing me from also caring about other things going on in the world. But yeah, I don't know if I could just like work in a way that isn't kind of related to like making stuff with people right now. Yeah. Yeah. I get that. That makes sense to me. What about you? What's your, um, like this point on the data like yeah. on the graph, like what, wh where is your freelance uh, experience right now? Man, <clears throat> I basically, pretty much the last year I've been like, how do I make a living? Mm -hmm. You know? And I've like, I teach a lot of music lessons now. And that's like, you know, I'm still worried a lot about it, but that more or less is like, I feel like I've been focusing so hard on like surviving, you know? Um, and in the kind of like, on the side and in the in the in the free times between work have like been like desperately trying to make sure that I'm like still making stuff and like so afraid that it's like gonna wither away, you know, and I'm just gonna be too tired and then I'll just like resign myself to work and then TV and then <laughs> that's my whole life. Yeah. <laughs> and that is like so deeply terrifying to me. I wanted to talk to you about your your give up. Do you call it hey, an EP? Is that what do you call it? Cover album. Album. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's so good. Thank it's you. So no, but really, Thanks, it's man. so good. Um, Thanks, dude. And I wanted to that talk to you about what that experience was like because I was I was listening to it like in full oh, the other day. Um, I had just gone to the postal service yeah. concert. Yeah, dude. Um, how was it? How would what, was how was your time there? It was yeah, great. it was amazing. Hell yeah. Um, and so then the next day, I didn't realize to be honest because I had seen you release that. Yeah, I didn't connect the give up to. I just it took me a second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, oh, of course, um, the next day I like realized what it was, yeah. and I listened to it in full. I I had a lot of questions. I wanted to know, like, in the way that when you obsess inevitably obsess yeah. over the making of your art, yeah, what was it like for you to have the songwriting not belong to you? Yeah, did you ever and and. This is coming from someone who loved it. Did you Thank ever you. feel um, like you weren't allowed to be doing this or that you were that, like an imposter element because mm. the song is not yours, but you are making it yours and it's so lovely and perfect. But like, mm. yeah, what was what was that like? Man, I feel like you're just really coming in with so many insightful questions. I, I really just, like, just love the album, honestly. Well, that's very, very kind. But I just I'm very uh, appreciative and and. Uh, I think it's rad just like I feel like you're really emotionally available <laughs> and coming in with really thoughtful questions and I just think you're crushing it you know 
Thank and you. And I'm like, oh shit, I should. The mid episode review. <laughs> Does everyone get one? I just think it's going. I just think Ryan's a really nice guy. Oh god. Okay. Uh, pretty much a lot of people I told I was doing this. They were like, why are you doing that? <laughs> yeah, I mean that's my, that's my question, and I mean it from like yeah the nicest place because I right. love it because right. I think yeah it is great successful art. Hey, thanks. Why did you do that? Right. <laughs> It's a good question. Um, I think I kind of just, it, w- it was always in the back of my mind, truly. It's been my favorite record my entire life. It was cool. the first record I ever fell in love with. For folks that don't know, I covered, I, I re-recorded the Postal Services album in full. Um, and I just like, I've always loved that album. And I've like always been a songwriter my whole life. And that has been like my chief influence has like been Ben Gibbard's songwriting. Um, and like, I have only started like recording and producing and stuff kind of in the last maybe like five to 10 years. Um, and there was a part of me that like, so I started by like recreating it like as accurately as possible, like both as just kind of like as an exercise, Mm -hmm. as just like man, what if I just like really did some like homework as a producer and let's just like tried to make all these sounds as accurately as I could. And so I just was like, and I had just started dating my girlfriend at the time. And so like, I would just like try to recreate these synth sounds all day. And there's like, she would come over at night and I'd be like, well, check out this one. People do people. Did it work? Did you feel that the homework went well? Yeah, it was cool because it basically, I was like, a lot of times when people do like a remix for something, they'll like get the stems, you know, they'll get like the individual tracks right. and then they will like take some of them and reshape them and, and mess around with them, you know? And so I really wanted to have like access to like all of the parts of their album. Um, and so it was like helpful just from like a mix perspective of just like how to dial in this sound. And it was also super crazy just like this album that I had spent my entire life with, like diving in on a really technical level to try to understand it and just being like, this is what it feels like to like turn that hi-hat that loud. Like that's crazy how loud that hi-hat is, you know? You got a lot of new perspective from this. Yeah. Did you fall more in love with the album or did you get sick of it? I didn't. The only things I ever got sick of were like my choices and Mm. my arrangements and my vocal performances and things like that. That's one thing that was like, my admiration of the album like has only like grew and grew and grew as I like grew to like understand the arrangements more and the, yeah. like just the appreciate I guess the choices that were being made and also like the more I would because I like tried a lot of the songs in a lot of different styles uh, before I like landed on each one some of them were like oh this will be my like take on this you know but yeah. that was I was like oh I'm gonna try to make it like a live band thing because it's like mostly synthesizers and yeah. stuff um and pretty much any way that I tried it, it like worked. Not because I was doing something cool, but because the songs were so strong. Yeah. And that was like very cool to be like, wow, this these this this shit is so like good. You could like you can't really destroy it. It can it's support like, any Yeah. It's like Shakespeare or, or some shit. Sure. Like you can put it on in any different yeah, way. There's no such thing yeah. as seeing a bad Shakespeare play. No, every Shakespeare <laughs> play is really good and I know them all and I love it and I've read it. <laughs> Um, did you ever feel stupid while making it? The thing that I felt was, am I, is this like an unbelievable waste of time? 
sometimes I will give myself weird tasks that will take up a lot of time. And then afterwards, I'll be like, why did I do that? Sure. Like, I had an old mattress, and I was like, oh, I heard you're not supposed to throw your mattress on the sidewalk like every person does. Like, I heard you're supposed to break it down. And, oh. and so I spent, like, an entire day deconstructing my mattress, pulling it apart until it, like, fit into, like, neat little trash bags. Are you doing that because you're avoiding something else? or because Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like, productive procrastination sure. at its finest, which is mainly how I get anything done. Is that what this album was? I don't think so. I don't either. In my fear, it was that. Um, also, Ben Gibber did a cover album of uh, Teenage Fan Club, like one of his favorite bands. And do you know Brian Robert Jones? No. Uh, he's a, like a great musician, and he did an In Sync cover album a couple Ooh. years ago that was super fun. And I was like, dude, I gotta do that with my favorite record. It just feels like a rite of passage and like a just a fun exercise. Um, so yeah, I mainly did it just to like deepen my understanding of the album, and I just had like always wanted to pretend it was my album. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's and it it was cool to see the way you related to it because like you know if I were to have done that if I could do instruments yeah my decisions would have been different and it was cool to see like oh like this is the way it um. It blends with his brain, like the like if you, man, it just because it rocked. Like that was the Thanks, thing that was kind of cool about it. It was like a bit of like a like a head rocking. Yes, album. that was the idea. It's like, what if this was heavier and like yeah. live band and like loud guitars? Yeah, like real hard hits and like yeah, it, which uh, they kind of did a little bit at times at the concert, which I thought was cool. Yeah, it was like they had some moments where they were kind of like plussing things and like, oh, Ben Gibbard's gonna hop on the drums for this song or whatever, you know. Yeah, I mean the whole the live experience changed it a lot because you know in in my brain it's like yeah. this very sort of solitary yes. like music made in solitary and like yes. um yeah, it was communal and rocking and everything. But anyway, your 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 version of it really leans into that. And I was like, "Oh, I never even thought about it like this." And it just was like Thanks, really dog. cool. It just and also uh beautiful to admit that we all love this album so much. Like that was the other thing where I was yes. like, yeah, I was like, yeah, can we, can we all take a second and be like, this, <laughs> this is like the best. And like, and, and it's inspired a generation of artists and like, yeah, yeah. look at this artist who like is the way he is because of it, but also is different than it. Yeah. Yeah. I think that was the main part of it is like one, like I just, I feel the least cynical when I'm just like enjoying, like embracing my fandom of stuff. And I was like, this feels like a way to just be like, I just fucking love this. And I feel like that's what I want to say mostly. It was I love really this. not <laughs> cynical. That's a good yeah. that was the, point also. That was the attempt, you know? And it's like also very like, sincere. Thanks, dog. And also it was like trying to be, like I feel like so much of my identity was like, I'm a songwriter. Everything else is ancillary. And like, mm. I was like, man, what if I really tried to like remove the thing I think I'm best at and like cool. try to get better at this other stuff you know that's interesting yeah but i was thinking about the other day like the idea of like a cover doesn't really exist like in movies you know yeah you can uh you can remake a movie there's like shot for shots then well, there's remakes I, like I was watching um yeah i was watching halloween last night which is do you like slasher movies i do i yeah. am a little uneducated in that category and okay. like yeah 
Um, I'm, I'm sort of exploring it now. Have you always been into horror or is this a new? I've always been into different types of horror, but I wanted yeah. to say that, yeah. that in Halloween, which is directed by John Carpenter, which comes before The Thing, which is also directed by him, in Halloween, they are watching the old original version of The Thing. And then one of the next movies that Carpenter makes is The Thing. Oh, and he The Thing like, is a remake? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is yeah. The Thing is a remake? Yeah. That I didn't know. So it's like watching his fandom. Right. He like makes this movie as sort of an yeah. homage to his favorite old horror movie. Right. He includes, Halloween. He makes Halloween and includes in Halloween, they're watching yeah. the television. Whoa. And the thing is playing. Whoa. He just loves it. He loves it so much. And then made his own version. Yeah. yeah I think, um, I mean, I have things I've always wanted to. This is what I was going to ask you. Is like, do you have things that you think that you would ever want to reinterpret or yes. tell your own story through yes. that. And I feel like film is so cool in that way where it feels like adaptation is so much more a part of the art of filmmaking. It's stuff. mostly books also. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I, I've never watched a movie. Yeah. To be clear, I've never watched a movie and been like, oh, I should make a movie of that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because usually the reason you love it is because of how they, re they like, did that. realized it yeah. is right um, oh my god I should do that <laughs> but, but I um, you know I was about to be like I've read a lot of books where and it's like I read so little at I this read point, so but, little but, god but, the, but what is true is that I do have a list of books that I've read where I'm like oh my god like give me a shot like please yeah. like I would do anything yeah to take this to like a like a visual yeah medium is it um, secret i don't want to blow up your spot i think it's secret i think yeah. it has to be secret Respect. yeah 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 yeah. you don't want to give away the idea well it won't be secret when it happens you know I, for sure then i yeah. hope it's not secret if i do it i hope people see it movies <laughs> seem way harder to make stuff happen seems like you need more money and way more people and there's like more power structures and like it just seems like it's just clunkier. Yeah. If you add money to anything, any art, it becomes heavier. Yeah. It's just slower to move. Yeah. Like, so like my favorite records, it's like, this was like five people, maybe, you know? And favorite movie, it's like, this is like 200 people, you know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, there are people that, that make movies, you know, in their home and yeah. just them and a sound person. Like, I think in general, it's way harder. I've always sort of said like, if I could be a musician, I would be. Mm. I just don't have the talent or like anything that would make me a musician. But like if I could just like pick up a guitar and play and mm. that was the way I could express the way I feel in that moment versus like I'm going to sit down and write and then like email people and be like, do you want to be my production designer? And like, right. you know, yeah, then like yeah, yeah. six months later, have a short film. Yeah. Like, it's just, I, like art because it's expressive um and yeah it can be a little harder in film to like get to the point where you're able to express it because it is slow moving yeah um i make stuff on vhs camera sometimes yeah uh, and that's really fun i saw that video you made about looking for the turtle mm -hmm. what's the name of that film so it's this whole project is called yes. the Ten Thousand tapes project please, please tell me about this it's called the Ten Thousand tapes project it is it's my favorite thing that I've it blew personally my mind. Done. It was so delight. I only That's saw the nice. turtle one, and it That's was very so nice. Fucking I good. to be clear yeah. about why it's my favorite thing. 
is just because I love it so much, not because yeah. I think uh, that it deserves to be watched even, but like I love it personally. Yeah, hell yeah. Um, it's yeah, a project where I was like, man, film is so slow moving. I'm uh, also very overwhelmed by like how much money I would need to do anything. I'm just going to like strip away everything. I'm going to make uh, short films on a VHS camera. Hell yeah. And the title 10,000 tapes projects is kind of a joke from, um, do you, are you a Sufjan fan at all? Yes. Do you know yeah. about his 50 state project? Yes. So this is yeah. like, like the mythology I've heard. I have no idea what's true. Also yeah. his new album is so good. I um, haven't listened to it. I'm late. So good. It's yeah. so sad. Oh, oh my God. I'm um, excited. But Sufjan did the 50 state project where he said, I'm going to make a state, uh, right. an album for every state. Right. Did, I believe Illinois was the first one. Yeah. And I think he did Michigan. I think Michigan came first. Okay. Because then, like, come on, feel the Illinois is yes. like after, I think. And I then my understanding that. Yeah. is that he's just was like, this is too many states. <laughs> <laughs> and he started making yeah. other stuff. I could never tell if he was joking when he, he was maybe saying. He was. Maybe he yeah. was joking and I'm, and I'm missing it. Regardless, I've only read about it in hindsight. I don't know if he was like, I'm actually going to do this, or if he was like, what if I said I was going to do this because I did two in a row? Like, no, I. Th I thought he kind of was like, I'm going to do this. Yeah. Um, I can see that. He's very ambitious, and I could really see him being like, I'm fully going to do this. Whether or not it's a joke, right. it is very funny that yes. he only did two. <laughs> and and so, like, the 10,000 Tapes Project is, like, a, a sort of joke of, like, I'm going to make 10,000 right. short films. Right, of like, right. No, I'm not. I don't yeah. do anything. Calling your shot with yeah, a exactly. massive... Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> An unreachable goal. I think that that rocks. That fucking rules. But it's so nice, and it's, like... Um, it's like the closest I've ever felt to being a musician because I just, I'm also, you know, I, I make film, but I'm not a camera person. I'm not a cinematographer. I don't operate camera. Or, I don't know a lot about, um, like camera. Is that different stuff. from most directors that, you know, no, I, I, I don't know. I think you can come up directing. Like there's a lot of directors that are production designers. There are directors that came up through camera. Like I kind of came up more just through like, writing and performing and yeah. there's like there's all different sorts and then there's directors that are just like fucking visual geniuses right that really came up like through just like uh visual <laughs> innovation yeah um i'm not that at all and so i have never when making anything i've never been the person cam hopping like that's new for me yeah and so with this little vhs camera that's it's from 1988 yeah, it has a seven hundred times zoom, which yes. is just like what? so absurd. That's awesome, you know, because it's for like dads like filming yes. boats. Um, <laughs> and I get to I get to operate. I get to like right be the eye of the right. movie. Right. I've never felt closer to it. It's like the, yeah. it's the first time I've because normally I'm like at monitor or something, right. and so I'm like yeah, I'm like watching the eye. Right, but I like I get to be right. the vessel for the yeah. first time. Um, yeah, it's so fun. Uh, I love it so much. I feel so like connected to the stuff. Um, and then in Sufjan style, yeah, I'm a little uh blocked up right now, and I yeah. I'm like a little stressed because I feel. Like even joking about making ten thousand. Now I'm like, yeah. oh no, what if I only <laughs> like do a few? Like, and I, yeah, I'm a little, 
I need to kind of like massage that out. Right. Um, yeah. But it's fun. I love, I really, really love it. Yeah. I like tape number three. If there's anyone Hell yeah. that ever wants to watch. Tape number three. Oh, I got to check more of them out. Oh, I feel Magdalene. like a fool for a hat. For a hat no, not no, not at all. I, I like it as sort of my little like, not secret, but just like, it is the, it's the closest that I've gotten to doing something for me. Yeah. I've never authentically including this i've never authentically like made something for me but this is closer yeah seems very hard in film to get to that point it feels like you have to be like a uh like a really famous director for a long time to get to make like the fully you thing am i am i wrong about that i think i even meant it more just as like the motivation for making something right. like yeah like going back to sort of the way we started of what got you into it or like right. what's the genesis it's right. like i do really 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 care about what people think like yeah about the work like so much yeah I, and i don't even think that's like a bad quality i love it like yeah. i love what i'm making but then oh my god i need you to love it too like right. for sure like right. if you don't love it i won't love it right <laughs> yeah so like i don't know it's maybe it's not great but it feels it's i don't think it's like the worst thing ever but but yeah i like i'm not one of those people that's like i have a friend i have a friend who wrote a yeah. book yeah and has not shown anybody or done anything he wrote a book damn and just he like loves it he's just like yeah like it's I just for him it. yeah i guess so whoa i mean damn. <laughs> like there's a part of me that's like that is the single coolest most artistic thing right. i've ever heard of there's another part of me where it's like, but show it. Yeah, who's the show? It? Yeah. yeah. Or not just like, why wouldn't wouldn't it be fun? Right. To, <laughs> to what like like yeah. you can love it. Right. But what if what if other people wouldn't you feel so great to yeah. see how many people are like positively affected or just like have their own experience with it? Like Right, right. But he feels differently and loves that it's his Yeah secret and Whoa. that's awesome and it's crazy to me respect but like good crazy yeah yeah do you feel like the and you were kind of just talking about this but i'm curious like how the need to create has like changed for you uh to include other stuff from like is it still i need other people to like me it's still coming from that place you feel like has it morphed has it changed how making stuff change for you? How making stuff change for me <laughs> is making stuff more for me now. Movies making. Movies making more for me. Yeah. I, I feel, I yeah. feel the other thing that's changed is it's, it's my job now. Right. It's work. It's yeah. like, which is great too. But so that's one way it's changed is that like, yeah, I got to make some money. I got to like yeah. survive and you know, be able to pay rent and so like I yeah. need I need work which is why I want to get jobs sometimes. Um yeah. but on like an artistic level like um yeah it's totally changed. It's like I still really 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 want people to like it like no question like Yeah. Also like no disrespect to anybody but if someone's like if someone's like I actually like don't care if people don't like it. It's like really like if, <laughs> if you made it if you made it and right. people were like that 
is bad in my opinion. <laughs> that would that wouldn't feel bad. Um, yeah. For me, it would. And yeah. then the, the the more importantly, the reverse of it of like, if someone was like, "Hey, that thing you made, I fucking loved it. It made me feel safe yeah. and better, and like, like I was struggling, and then it helped. Like, yeah, you're telling me you'd be like, I actually don't want that feedback. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't, I don't know, but but um, what was the question? What are we talking about? The did it morph? the desire to create, and yeah, I I just. Yeah. I just like making stuff. I really, yeah. it feel it feels, um, it feels pretty authentic at this point. Like I think, hell yeah, I, I, I really want people to like things, but then, but I, I also just like have fun making things, which, which is its own yeah. uh, kind of complete thing. Is there a type of thing you haven't gotten to make yet that you would like, is a, you're like, man, I really hope I get to make a costume. Uh, period piece one day or something. Oh, there's so many things. Yeah, I want to. Yeah, I'd do anything. I I want to. I haven't like gotten to do some like horror stuff that I really yeah would love to do. Um, I. Oh man, like so I'm so yeah, like too big of a question. Not even too big of a question. Just like, just like yes is the answer. Yeah. Like there's like yeah. Also, what what's cool truthfully and like I'm sure you've dealt with this too is like some of the stuff I'm the most proud of is stuff that you know was written in a day like not very premeditated like came out of nowhere and so there's like yeah. the stuff that I'm planning on quote unquote yeah. but then there's all the stuff I don't even like know about like like every idea is usually because like something has happened and yeah. I don't know what's about to happen so I don't know what the ideas are going to be you know I'm I'm just like overwhelmed with how much I want to like have the privilege of making something to mark time as I grow up. Like I want, mm. I want just like sort of like an endless stream of opportunity to be like constantly processing what's happening. Yeah. And then whether it's a music video or a short film or a feature yeah. or again, like a, like a music video would be so cool just out of nowhere to just like get to capture. Um, like I've, you know, the, some of the videos I've done and it's like, I, have never really gotten it's always very like artist focused which is great and I love that but like to get to a point where the music videos you're making are also sort of expressing like right you know your moment in time yeah like, yeah that's that's yeah. what I want I just want to keep making things forever yeah that fucking rips <laughs> what outside of movies is is uh what you like right now are you got any hobbies not as much as I should I cook a lot. Yeah, what are we cooking? <laughs> We're grilling right now. Grilling. It's, it's you got a grill? I got a grill, brother. Outside grill? Hell yeah. No, I guess that's what you a grill is. You got to be careful with those indoor grills. <laughs> you really shouldn't. I, I've told you, man. Get that grill outside. Little circle one? Big, um, big medium circle. rectangle? Medium circle. Medium circle. Cool. Charcoal. What are you putting in there? What do you what do you what do you put on there? What are you grilling? Man, I'm grilling ribs. I'm grilling ribs. chicken. I'm grilling steak. I'm grilling nice. turkey breast. Yeah. Summer of grilling. Summer of grilling. Wow, that sounds fantastic. I don't know what else I'm into. What are you into? What like how I get overwhelmed to be honest when people ask if I have hobbies. It's a big question. Because I don't know if I do. Yeah. Do you have hobbies? It's a weird thing when you make like your main hobby your like whole life. 
and then yeah. you're like, well, I guess I should do some other stuff. <laughs> yeah, but there's like so many parts to it. It's like, yeah, it's like, like, I don't know if you're songwriting or performing live yeah. or mixing, like those are three totally different experiences. Like, I don't know. Right. I feel like sometimes I do sort of want to express like that there are like many different hobbies kind of built in yeah. to our right. work. And yes. so it's not just like, yeah. I'm always working on music. It's like, I'm, I'm yeah. exercising like a totally different yeah. thing today. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. It's like sometimes, hobbies. sometimes I like, you know, editing, which is like yeah. so different than me. Like there's this one project for the 10,000 tapes thing yeah. where um, I'm just going into like malls, like indoor malls, with the VHS camera and yeah. just kind of shooting like little expose stuff. And it's not yeah. even, it's, it's, it's not that interesting. I, I like it, but it's just going to be this little like one minute, like thing called mall, just like, you yeah. know, very low key, but like the experience of me, like running through a mall with my VHS camera, like secretly filming yeah. is like very different than me. Like, you know, doing anything. I, I think, I think you guys get it. <laughs> These rambling. things balance each other, and it's not just like I'm I'm movies. I'm doing movies right now. It's like and they're different activities. Yeah, there like are a lot of special different yeah. things within this like art form or something. And is that variety like is that refreshing to you to get to move from one thing to the next? Totally. Yeah. I mean, that's it. Yeah. Yeah, bro. <laughs> yeah. Right. In it. I play a lot of video games. Right. I p watch TV. Right, play a lot, but I'm kind of dissatisfied with video games right now. Oh, because I play a lot of RPGs. Right, and I play them all. Oh, on the Switch, and I have to get Xbox if I want to play better games. Xbox, Xbox. Do you play video games at all? Uh the first video game I played in like 15 years was the Zelda game. Yeah, Link. Which one? Um, the new one. The new one. Yeah, Tears of the Kingdom or Breath of the Wild. Which one's newer? Uh, the one that like just came out. The one that just came out. Yeah. Like, a few months kingdom. ago. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You got the one arm that gets corrupted. Hell yeah. Is oh. that the one you played? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to say yes. <laughs> Good game. Did you did you finish it? Yeah. Did you? Yeah. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Big I finished Dragon Battle it. in the Sky oh. at the end. Pretty good. So sick. Yeah. I loved that. Yeah. I got a little bored. Yeah. I maybe am not the biggest video game guy I'm realizing. Yeah. But it's okay. Yeah. I was not expecting Zelda to become a dragon. That was pretty nuts when that happened. No, totally. And then the dragon, like, well, I don't want to ruin it, but the. Yeah. I already ruined it for everyone. <laughs> but I said spoiler alert, so no one can be mad. I, I liked dissociating. That was pretty cool. <sighs> yeah. That's a nice part of it. I would, I pretty much just like listen to podcasts and play video games. That's like my main, I'm not working right now. I need to do nothing type thing. You know, what podcast are you into? Man, I like this podcast called big soft titty PNG. You ever heard of this podcast? Is that real? It's a real podcast. What's it called? It's called big soft titty PNG. Okay. It's just these two Australian comedians that are, uh, well, they're, they're engaged now. Uh, Congratulations! But they're just like they're just like in love and very silly, and they just like talk about weird stuff they find on the internet. Nice. Uh, it's just the best. It's very sweet. Um, I do think it has made my brain worse because 
you really get sucked into like their goofy worldview, but it's good. I think it's made me dumber, but I like it. That's okay. You know? I feel like I'm getting dumber in general. It's like a fear I'm having in my life right now. Really? Yeah. But We're, I also don't really care. And that scares me that I, don't, that I don't care that I'm getting dumb. Where do you see yourself caring less about being dumb? Like when I'm like, I will often like re-listen to the same comedy podcasts. I do that sometimes. Yeah. Because I'm like, I could start a new podcast or like listen to the news podcast that I've been meaning to listen to or like maybe play an audio book and have something that is like smarter or like would teach me something or I'd learn something. I'm like, but what if I like replayed this like teacher's lounge uh, yeah, right. comedy podcast totally. that I really like? Yeah. What if I just listen to it again <laughs> for the third time? Do you feel like that's based in like, I just know this is safe because I've heard it before? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and also it's like I don't want to be challenged right now because I'm tired, you know? And sometimes it's challenging to watch something new or listen to something new. And I, I don't I don't feel yeah. cool for saying that. And I also don't necessarily have the language to like really hit the nuance of that feeling. Yeah. But there are times when like, do you ever feel like starting a new show, you'd rather just like go to sleep? <laughs> You know, yeah. The most tension I've ever felt in my relationship is when we were when we run out of a show, ooh, and we were like, we don't know what to watch. Yeah, and like we don't know. And whenever that happens to me personally, it's just it feels like a really crisis, a big crisis of identity. Mm. And I'm just like, I don't know what to do now. I don't know who I am. I don't know what my thing is. I have to do like work right now to figure out what I like again. When you're depressed, do you yeah. isolate? Not as much now that I'm in a relationship, which is really nice. Sure. And that's very, that's a new thing. I would say in the old days, one year ago, uh, <laughs> before I started dating this person, 100%. What about you? I do. Isolating is like one of my main um, cycles that I'll fall into and I'm feeling bad. And I think. Yeah. Do you live alone? No, I live with roommates. Nice. Does that help with the isolation or does that, is it not really affected? It helps. Yeah. It like kind of is like a consolation of like you're not actually actually isolating, but you are sort of canceling every single plan that you made. Yeah. Um. God, it 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 does feel really good to cancel plans. Oh, not as good as when someone else cancels. That's that's right. That is the best, and you get to be like, oh, dang. I was happy. thinking about the starting the new show thing, and there is something similar: the feeling of isolating and the feeling of watching something that you've seen before. In both, you're sort of like living in a space that you know very yeah. well that is sort of safe because you know the you know the limits of it, you know the beats of it. Um, no, no one knew was gonna come in. Yeah. Um, I don't like this quality about me. I would really like to kind of grow out of this, to be honest. But like the people that seem like they could just sort of like start a new show very casually also might be the same people. They're like, I'm going to meet a friend for drinks, and they're just sort of like. <laughs> Like right, easy with that sort of. I I I yeah. find my reaction to both as sort of like uh like a fear response in a very confusing yeah. way. Right. Yes, I relate to that. That makes sense to me. And I think that's okay that we do that. I think anything's okay. Yeah. I would. I would like to. Oh, to relief. <laughs> I would like to be, um, operating 
less from a place of fear for sure yeah yeah it's hard being gentle along the way you know and because sometimes i'll feel like i'm in that fear and i'm like i should just force myself out of it Mm -hmm. you know i can recognize it that means i should just do something i'm you know that i don't want to do right now yeah but it's i guess my fear is like oh by indulging this fear am i like gonna stagnate you know like am i gonna like stop growing and like regress you know and it's I don't know to, about regress, but I, yeah. I do, and I certainly am not speaking for you, but I do think following fear leads to stagnation. I think like, you know, there's that saying that like you only change when you need to. Mm. Um, Whoa. And I, I think for me at least, like listening to fear has kept me safe in certain instances, but it's also kept me the same. And yeah. then uh, kind of like, hearing the fear but like patting it on the back and telling it that it's okay and i'm I'm still gonna go forward with this thing that might be frightening like mm. those usually i think are the the choices that lead to change yeah that rips that's beautiful i'm carrying this with me as i go throughout my days it's like right like i feel like the center of everything is like there is a reason you are feeling this. Yeah. There is nothing wrong with the fact that you're having a response. Yeah. If you understand that response with grace and kindness, talk to yourself about why that response might not be what is actually going to keep you safe. Mm. And then like follow your learning and head in the direction of like, you know, yeah, what you what you believe will really lead you to some peace. Ryan Wagner. Did I pronounce your last name right? Wagner, yeah. Sick. <laughs> Hell yeah. You're 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 crushing it, you're killing it. Thank you for coming in and dropping this this uh, emotional wisdom that has helped me personally, and I think people will like to hear. Where can people find your things? Um, I thought you were going to ask for like my address. Ryan, uh, if you want to you live in these wanna, days, if you want to talk to me, come over. <laughs> I, well, I don't know. I'm I'm on, I'm on. Where can people find 10,000 tapes? Um, at 10,000 tapes on Instagram. Yeah. I have a website, ryanwagnerstuff.com. Yeah. I'm at ryanwagner.mov on Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, if you find my address, come, come hang out. Yeah. Hey, thanks for making time for this. It really means a lot. Thank you for having me. This was great. Oh my God. Come on. Thanks, Ryan. Happy sad talking. Happy sad talking. Happy sad talking. Happy sad talking.